You good? Yeah, I'm good. You good? I'm good. I'm good. You good? I'm great. How are you, sir? <laughs> Don't call me sir. I'm not Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> the amount of messages I got uh, saying, uh, um, saying that you don't like... Uh, Lewis Hamilton? Lewis Why does everyone... I just... Hey, he's like my boy. You know how you tease Why your boy? Why does everyone say... He's not your boy. No, he's you know how you like... your boy. You know how you like somebody and you just tease them? That's Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I like you do that with... You do that with me, though. What else? Whatever, man. The guy's the guy's got it all, you know. I mean, he, he's like the best F one driver. I got to tease him a little bit. I I think that you dislike him more than I do. I love Lewis Hamilton. He's my fave. <laughs> Welcome to episode. I do the intros, okay? Three. <laughs> this many. <laughs> Hi guys, and welcome to episode three of the F1 My Life podcast with, with? Cam and Priya. <laughs> I think it should be Priya and Cam. Because I'm the one who has to edit it. <laughs> so I get the first name. I, I think it's also name. because it's alphabetical. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I think it's because it's alphabetical. I don't know. I just Does just that mean you should take Priya. my last name? Huh? Cam baby. Jeez. Just kidding. Um, yeah, it's been... I didn't even realize it's only been like a week since the race. So this is episode three and we watched uh, Imola. Emola. Is it Im- Imola. 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 Like Emily, but Imola. Imola. <laughs> We're saying Imola a lot. Imola. <laughs> we watched Imola. Imola. Um, the Imola Grand Prix in Italy and it was nuts. It was so amazing. It was nuts. I will be honest though, there was that two laps that I fell asleep because we were sleep deprived. Did we? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But nothing, nothing no, really nothing crazy happened. happened. I was I during was the so, time you were yeah, asleep. I anyway. was so exhausted. Um, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, interesting. Like really interesting race from start to finish. Um, so we're we're recording this before the Portugal. Grand Prix, so we haven't seen it as of recording this podcast. Um, and that race is coming up this coming weekend, which mm-hmm. is going to be interesting. So I guess let's talk about like Imola then and recap that. Oh my gee. So I how guess, much time do you have? I guess first things first, let's start from like the very top to the bottom. So the first thing was, is it was a wet race, right? Which is... My favorite race. So I'm going to, no, I'm going to go back for a moment. So this is how our weekends go um, with watching races. It's literally like if we're at, if we're at home, if, <laughs> if, if we're, we're at, at home. home. <laughs> you sound like the guy from Rounders. <laughs> if we are at home, you pay that man his money. <laughs> like what is- we are like him, the eat Oreos and, you know, and shit. So, yes. um, if we are at home, I will wake up, like, 15 minutes before the race yeah. just to, like, brush my teeth and, like, pop in my contacts. And Cam will get up, like, a good 40 minutes before that or before me, and he'll, like... That's because I just don't like to rush Yeah, I know. Morning. He doesn't... You don't like to rush in yeah. the morning. So he will like, um, we make like our breakfast beforehand and like, we'll like, he'll like pour the coffee and like put the Oreos out for us. Cause that's like our little <laughs> thing. 
And then like he'll like set up, you know, um, with like just making sure like everything is here and that we've got water and like we don't need to move for the next two hours. So same thing happened. We weren't at home last weekend for Imola, but like Cam wakes me up because I'm the worst person in the world to wake up when I've had no sleep and goes, it's a wet race. And I swear to God, my eyes just go, (laughs) I love rainy races, rainy races are so much fun i do and i don't i love them yeah but yeah go on in moderation this one was good though this one was good because and we're gonna get to this because this is something i wanted to talk about actually no i'm just gonna talk about it now because i'm gonna forget because there's so much to talk about just take it just take it easy man we got so much time just take your time yelling at you again god i'm so excited um so like so it wasn't it, it wasn't just that there were like crashes or whatever. Like it was truly that like it was the art of racing, right? So Daniel Ricardo actually, did you hear about this? Like recently no. was talking. Uh, he called F one out on their shit. What do you mean? He was like, um, he called them out. I think it was Sky Sports or F one as like like the obvious like sports um, like overarching agency. I don't yeah, know what yeah. word to describe that. But he called them out and he said that the way that they broadcast F1 is almost like sensationalized because they show like, especially on like the top 10 like moments of 2020 or 2019, like seven of them were the crashes. And he's like, there's way more to racing than there than crashes. Like you could talk about the overtaking. You could talk about um yeah. just like behind the scenes you could talk about the cars themselves but like sensationalizing like just the crashes is definitely f1's way of being like come watch us like we're cool like and and like there's these crazy crashes and daniel was like for maybe young guy like young people like young children yeah. it's something where they're like um it's something where they're like that that's what they might want but like actual like people who like enjoy f1 that's not why they tune in to see people crash that's why you're tuning in that's like really morbid but it depends like that's a good point though but to formula one's point and this is kind of relatable to like um like ufc to a certain extent like there's some fighters that people would want to watch because they're what they call like mma purists right like, mm-hmm. there's some people who are totally fine with watching a UFC fight that's all, like, jujitsu on the ground, mm-hmm. right? But then other people want to watch, like, you know, Francis Ngannou, or in this, ca- in this case, Kamaru Usman, this weekend, knock somebody out cold, cold. right? And Rough they just want to see striking. So, yeah. I get it. Like, Ricardo's a driver, and to him, he appreciates, you know, good overtakes and, you know sticking to racing lines and like getting fast laps and stuff like that but at the end of the day like with any of these sports whether it's actual sports or motorsports like it's entertainment at the end of the day you know it is but i think for like a sport that's gone so under the radar for so long netflix brought it out though i know but but we already talked about that netflix Netflix really skewed the story. I think the thing that ticked me off the most was like the first time we watched it, we didn't know all of the like the racers. We didn't know their backgrounds. We didn't know when they would take sound bites from different races and like um, weave them into like um, circumstances where they weren't actually saying that or yeah. like bringing up that whole thing between 
Carlos and Lando. Like, that's not real. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying is like, and so I think that I think that a lot of like you heard Verstappen, he doesn't even give a care. Yeah, he wasn't about, even he in season three. He yeah, he doesn't like yeah. Drive to Survive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I really think that, like, I understand Daniel Ricardo's like thought process. It is a different sport as well. Like, you don't just watch hockey to watch people get beat up. Some people do. And if, but I mean, just saying like. I mean, that's a good point. People don't. Yeah, you're right. But for some people, it is a big part of why they watch it. For some people it is. But like to, it's like if this sport is on the up and up, Mm. why are you focusing on the crashes where you could be focusing on what they're doing to even the playing field for like budgeting these cars about the history behind like Mercedes, Ferrari, um, like, uh, Aston Martin, like you could do so much more than just highlight the crashes. And I'm not just talking about like, like what happened with like, um, Mick Schumacher in, you know, Emila where he like kind of crashed into the wall a little bit and got a bunch of damage and then like re-entered the race. Like that's a different, that's like a highlight, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, playing over and over what happened to Grosjean or like playing over and over even just this week about what happened with Russell and Bottas, like they sensationalized the crash, but they didn't talk about like what would have been important is to talk about what happened because of that. Yeah, I mean, to that point, though, like for people who actually watch F1, I don't know too many casual F1 viewers. Almost everyone I know who watches F1 is like, deep into f1 right like you know how ufc you can casually watch it even hockey basketball football super bowl like people casually watch those things but with f1 you can't really casually watch it because there is no like i guess there's no like pinnacle like race or anything it's like races are races and at the end of the day you're getting points throughout the entire season to see who wins championships at the end of the day so it's like They might be sensationalizing things, but I feel like most people don't really, who watch F1, to be honest, do not watch them for the crashes. Like crashes, and quite honestly, I don't think people like to see crashes. No, I don't like to see anybody crash. It freaks me out. You know, when that whole Grosjean, like that was like terrifying for both of us to watch, I think. So it's like, yeah, it happens, you know, I understand. And it makes races interesting to certain extents if somebody gets damaged and it slows them down and it mixes things up. Like, but you never ever want to see anyone ever get hurt. Yeah. You know, so. With all of that said. Yeah. Mick Schumacher started Emla by basically putting it in the wall and then having to, he put it in the wall next to the pit lane. So he couldn't even pit because the pit lane was closed. Yeah, he. I guess he kind of like closed the pit lane. He closed it for himself. For everybody else. So he was driving with this like half car. Like he had no front wing at all. It looked hilarious. And he kept going like around and around. And then he was like, I think waiting on the third time or the second time to go in. And then was finally able to go in, which I thought was, I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. I think that was my favorite part of the beginning is just like watching him with this like half car go around and around the Emma circuit. Mick is struggling. He is. Mick is struggling this year a little bit. It's like, you know, like the first race we saw him come out and like, you know, it's kind of a gimme. The guy's new in F1 and then like 
second race, third, and then like now it's like the third race. I mean, I don't know how long it takes a driver to develop and figure things out, but, um, and like, I don't know what it is. It's like, he's in a Haas too. Maybe that's part of it, but, and both cars, like Mazepin's like all over the goddamn track, Mazepin but, stinks. but uh, like with all that said, we can't say that though. Cause this was a wet race, right? You can't, you have to give him some benefit of the doubt. Right? I give Mazepin benefit of the doubt that he stayed on the track through the first lap. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's rude. No, but, you know, honestly, you, you said this, I your think... Your boy Sergio Perez was all over the track, too. Sergio Perez You know, had your boy a... Hamilton was slipping and sliding. Like, he's that, you know... He's not my boy. I, <laughs> that, that would be lame, I don't though. know why I, like, I'm so, You're like, so aggressive, aggressive about towards him. Hamilton for no... It just comes I out. I just need you to take, like, up here. Like, we both are yelling. We need to take... Okay. I'm not yelling. I'm just talking loud. So Sergio Perez, no, let's like what you just said about Mick Schumacher actually I think is important because I always chalk it up to, oh my God, they're new. Like this is a whole separate race. Look at Lando. Last year was his. True. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't been in Formula One very long. He's a young driver. Yeah. But from the get-go, he was doing really well. And then he didn't just pull an Albon where, like, he did well for, like, a race or two. He's consistently done well. And yeah. this year, he's gotten podium twice. Yeah, two out of three races, he's been on the podium. Crazy. So I, I think you're right. I think Mick maybe I, – I, I do – I don't know. I don't worry. But, like, I do kind of think, is he just a name? Like – not just a name, but like I'm, I'm not surprised that he's not sh- like blowing my hair back, like you say. Like I'm not surprised, but I'm also like a little disappointed because I expected more out of like you know, Schumacher legacy. With that said, though, like Haas is probably one of the worst cars you can drive in F1 right Next now. Next to a Williams, yes. So there's that. You know, it's like, and and he's in. Um, you know, he's in Haas to get into Formula One, to be totally honest. He's not in Haas to win in Haas. He's in Haas so he can go to another team. Yeah. Right? So. Gunter's going to like come and find you for saying that and chop your head off. What do you mean? Gunter Steiner? Gunter Steiner. <laughs> Gunter. What did he say in Netflix? It was a shit day at the office. I don't know I can't what he do said. a German. No, that was Total Wolf. Never mind. That was Total Wolf when... It was that like hundredth race or whatever, and they all were. Oh um, yeah, that was the disastrous. And stuff that was hysterical. They had awful. horrible race that day. I think yeah. both drivers crashed. Yeah, they did hurt. Um, that's where um, Lewis is Hamilton's like wing, and then he like went sideways into the pit lane, even though he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. I can't stand. Hmm. I can't stand. Focus. I'm too excited <laughs> about this. Um, okay, let me let's just bring this home. Let's bring let's bring it back. Um, so, I mean, we're supposed to work 20 minutes in. We're supposed to recap the Miller right now. I guess we kind of are. But um, <laughs> the Haas is all over the track, as usual. Um, Sergio? I don't even know. So, I guess, first of all, like, like qual- if we take it back to Quali, mm-hmm. you know? Max Verstappen, right? Yeah. On pole for this race. Um, yeah, Red Bull is interesting. They're quick this year. They are very fast this year. They're giving Mercedes 
a crazy run for their money. And obviously, if you're watching this, you guys saw the race, you saw the results. Max Verstappen won, you know. Lewis Hamilton miraculously made it into, what, second? Yes. And Lando Norris finished third. So we'll get into all that. But I guess to just start with, like, like Red Bull right now. Um, it. Yeah, Red Bull is, is uh, you know, when it comes to Verstappen, um, they got something really interesting going this year. Um, he's got that juice. Yeah, he's got the juice, as as they say. He's got, don't be taking my line. This is my line. <laughs> you, like, knew I it. So I'm going to yeah. look at it on the video. You're just staring at me. <laughs> yeah, he's got the juice. So, um... <laughs> I talk like you now. So uh, I find that really, really interesting, um, you know, and you know, yeah, he's a threat to Hamilton. And like in this race, man, even right out the gates, like because how, the way the grid is, is like Hamilton's a little behind him. Yeah. You know, so it's like you never know where that can go, depending on what kind of start you get off the off the front. Um, you know, like if Verstappen doesn't get a decent start or you get some wheel spin like Hamilton could drift right in but nope and they were fighting through the first few turns and he held them off and Hamilton like went over that curb and was like all over the place but um yeah it was I mean that was pretty in insane to see him just kind of pull away there yeah and Hamilton kind of just drift drift back but I think Mercedes, it's not like they can just win races this year. No. That's not going to be the case. They need, like, strategy, and they need, like, skill in the driver. Yeah. And this is how... This is a great representation of how Bottas and Hamilton are different. You put two drivers in a Mercedes, okay? And they've got great engines. They've got great everything. But Bottas was unable... (laughs) To oh. make it through the pack. Oh. You've never said you this You know before. why, though? You've never said anything about this okay. before. Okay, I like... Okay, I you get it. You can put anyone you in can't... a Mercedes, and, like, they'll do great. Like, I've said this for years. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're talking about, oh, Bottas. Like, for Imola, you cannot compare... Bottas and Hamilton. No, I'm not. Let me finish because your boy Russell decided to play bumper cars, <laughs> you know, in an F1 car. Decided to play like rickshaw. With he him. just decided, oh, hey Bottas, let's play bumper cars right now. Yeah, and then Bottas was like, like, no, he's no. like, mm, yeah, we're gonna do it. <laughs> okay, we're playing bumper cars. That's what Russell did. He's looking over. He's like, what is he doing? It's like, uh, he's like, what yeah. is he doing? He was so mad. And then Total Wolf is like, um... Sit down and shut the heck up. Hold my handsomeness. Come over (laughs) here. Let me just... Let me talk to you. (laughs) You know? Let me pour one out for the homies. Um, I looked that up this week. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, for Imola, point being, for Imola, you can't... I mean, that's a gimme. You know, like, Lewis, you can't really... You never know, but you know what? You are right, though, because, like, Bottas did not do too well overall you know i don't think he did he didn't do well in quality and he didn't race well either well he didn't finish because yeah well obviously and 
<laughs> I mean, he didn't finish. And that was a terrible crash, actually. That was horrific. Like, yeah. people were very surprised that Bottas was able to safely walk out but of what were you like that. What were you saying? What I was point? saying is that you were, you were talking about the Red Bull power and how Mercedes is really going to have to, like, bring the power. Yeah. But the thing is, is that they have the power. I do wonder a little bit if their car is lacking or if it's just that Red Bull has taken what they have and really run with it. Yeah. And maybe Mercedes has kind of just stayed, um, like they've plateaued a little bit within, in regards to this model of their car. Yeah. Um, especially because they don't have the DOS system anymore. You know, you wonder a little yeah, bit about how that DOS changes away. stuff, yeah. you know, for yeah. them. But I also think what it is, is that um, Hamilton, you have to, you have to bring the skill of the drivers. So what I mean by that is that Bottas and Hamilton have comparable cars, okay? And people argue all the time about if Hamilton yeah, no, has a better car, car, whatever. I but think they have the same one. I believe they have the same car, but yeah. you should see the four for the, It should be for the most part. <laughs> yeah. People really, like, fight about that stuff. But anyways, you see, like, Bottas, the way that he kind of, like, scampers to try to get from, like, he was a ninth upwards to Hamilton who, yes, had luck on his side, yeah. but was able to come from, I think it was like 14th or something or 11th, yeah. up to second. Now, he was, don't, let's not talk about the fact that like, okay, they, um, they red flagged the race because Hamilton put it in the wall right before Russell and Bottas connected and made their collision. Yeah. Let's talk about when he put it in the wall, how he was able to drive it out yeah. with minimal damage yeah. Yeah. that does take skill so you have to see that mercedes has a great like great car but their drivers their skill sets are so vastly different yeah and it's kind of like what max and alban alban used to be like yeah. max is a skilled driver alban would be like a reactionary driver yeah that's definitely apparent you know yeah. like and it, like it's an interesting conversation because like, yeah, this this weekend was a prime example. Save Russell like smashing into Bottas, like that was a very good example. Like Bottas could not get the car up in quali, and he couldn't move through the grid in the actual race itself. Yeah. And you have Hamilton who's off the track, although, you know, the like MVP Bottas red flags a race for him. You know, Always driver the of the day, as, as they like to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> terrible. Bottas and, and Russell crash, race is red flagged. Lewis is allowed to unlap himself. Yeah. So if you're in the Mercedes, you know, and you're allowed to unlap yourself and it's a red flag, right? And you restart. Like, yeah, I'm not saying it's like easy for him to move through the grid, but, you know, he, he obviously like... And I've never said, like, Hamilton isn't skilled or anything. He's obviously one of the most skilled drivers, and he shows that mm -hmm. going for, like, doing what he did, right? The guy is very talented, but, um, no, like, you, you, that's a good point. I mean, and we talked about this in length before, where it's just like, you know, Bottas is just, you know, he's, he's just not as talented. And the same thing could be said with, if you look at Red Bull, you yeah. know, you have Verstappen in there. And, you know, we saw Daniel was very, um, you know, he, he had a lot of success in Red Bull. And, you know, he he's one of those drivers who does have a lot of skill. Watch what you're about um, to say. And then <laughs> Albon jumped in, yeah. right? They put Albon into Red Bull. And you saw that, 
you know you you saw where it's just like it's like the boys from the men yeah you know like it's like you're just not in the same league right and we have Sergio Perez in there right now and um I think Perez like Perez is showing that he he does he is showing like flashes of brilliance but you know I feel like Perez and Red Bull is kind of the same way I feel about Ricardo and McLaren, and also to a certain extent, Sainz and Ferrari, you know, to to a certain extent. And and maybe we can throw in uh, Yuki Sonoda and Alpha Tori, you know, in there as well. Like, all these guys are showing that they got, you know, that they have pace and they have skill in the cars that they're in. But I think it's going to, I don't know if we'll really see it until, like, halfway through the, the season. season, maybe, you know. I would say that Perez is a, and all those second drivers you're talking about, they're scrappy. Like Perez, yeah, he Perez is, is like, I like a how true he drives, scrappy driver. Like, yeah. poor thing. I, I mean, and I know, I get it. Like, I'm biased because I really like Perez. I root for him. I root for the underdog last year. Not knowing if he was going to have like a seat yeah. was getting more and more like heartbreaking to me because I can see like what greatness he does have. He can come from behind like he really can and like it just stinks because I feel like sometimes he's such a just scrappy driver that he forgets about the rules like he overtook two cars during a safety car and got a 10 second penalty for that yeah like I I don't I don't know if that was just do you think that was him just like because he's a scrappy driver or maybe he legit thought like because yes the rule is you're not allowed to overtake during a safety car i thought maybe he felt oh i was overtaken so i can take the spot back i didn't think he did it like i I think he was just like oh yeah i should just go back to where i was no i know i'm not saying it was see the thing is is a lot of people look at it and they're like that was malicious like he should know better because every time like we say oh hamilton should know better hamilton should know the rules like the back of his hand it's because we hold them to different esteems we hold lewis to this pedestal of esteem and then we see this scrappy driver excuse me, scrappy driver. And we're like, oh my gosh, like Perez, come on, man, just get it together. Like he literally like spun off. He like just, he got that 10 second penalty. His race was all over the place. But I really think that he is someone who is going to develop with Red Bull. And I hope that Christian Horner and the rest of the Red Bull team give him the opportunity to develop in this, in this, um, in like in a Red Bull, yeah. Because I really think he's a great driver. Now Yuki Sonoda is another scrappy driver. Yeah. I think that all these scrappy new drivers maybe just need a little bit of time. Yeah. I I think Yuki is like he's a young kid. Um. Yeah, you need like some maturity. You know, like not in the sense of like he's and like not his personality. Yeah. You just need to like grow in a car and like understand like patience too in F1. Yeah. A little bit, you know, and because Lewis has a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Lewis is very methodical. He's very and so is Verstappen to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, he's got a lot of patience and everything. He used to be a little hot headed, more yeah, hot headed. Yeah. It's like that level of focus. That's really what it is. It's like extreme focus and understanding that it's like you're doing like 50 some some odd laps like every race. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you have time, yeah. you know, just just getting around the track quickly, putting in quick sectors and quick lap times will win you the race, you know. 
And you know, it's crazy because these like young drivers, they have so much to learn and I see a lot of development in them. Like Lando, for example, he's still got that like kind of immaturity. But he's growing. No, he definitely is. No, I mean like immaturity, like in personality and it's very like charismatic, but in racing, he has literally put his head down and a lot of that hot headedness that he used to have has ebbed away a little bit. Yeah. But unpopular opinion I'm not a fan of George Russell after this race I think that him being a junior driver for Mercedes has gone to his head you know what you know who else wasn't a fan Toto your boy Toto Wolf so <clears throat> little birdie flew in and told me a little tidbit of information um, I don't know if this is like public knowledge or not but after <laughs> It is, but I don't know how many people know this, but after the crash with Bottas, Toto Wolf pretty much, and like, I'm not quoting, but he was pretty much like, he has a better chance of racing, like, and he named some kind of like rally car league than he does racing in F1 for Mercedes. Like, Toto was oh, wow. pissed. And they were like, they were saying like, there was a little bit of truth to what he was saying. He was pretty much like, really pissed off that like George Russell completely wrecked Bottas's uh they you know he it's wrecked like the car. That's million dollar car or something. Huge huge repair job, right? Just because like, you know, Russell was trying to pass Play Bottas. Yeah, like you know, and I I mean, you know, they were saying like he was saying like, oh he like squeezed him and this and that and da 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 and you know, but Toto's always gonna say like he's you're the Mercedes development driver, like why are you trying to pass Bottas? Da 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 like there's a lot going on there, but um, he's like the headmaster. And and shortly after that, and I sent you this on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. That Russell was like, like released some kind of. At first, he was pissed and he was so upset, and that's what that's the story he was spinning. And then after Toto was like, after Toto was just like, "Hey, bro, like, you want to race in this Mercedes? Cause watch what your mouth, watch your mouth, <laughs> watch what your mouth I'll is saying. Break your face. Yeah, like." <laughs> You know, so after that, Russell was just like, oh, no, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry to my country. Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. No, yeah. that's Canadian. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. After that, he changed his tune real he quick. He changed it. Real, he uh, issued this huge apology. Yeah. Um, this like lamenting apology. Honestly, I really feel like, and I know that this is like nothing off of anyone else's back, but I feel like George Russell has a long way to go in my perspective, before he's able to be a Mercedes driver. Like, I just feel like, I feel like Lando Norris has more, I mean, look at that. Like, look at the recap. Like, you know, he hits him on top of the head and he's like. I think he was giving him a love tap. And then Bottas was just like, you know what? I'm just going to flip you off. But Gummo, when you got out, when you were, when we were watching this, you were like, he looked ticked. Who? Um, Russell, Russell yeah. you were saying that and I, I thought that he was just going over to like check on him and make sure he was okay that's what I thought too because Russell's not one to become a hothead I he's feel usually like he very is. calm I feel like over the radio he bleeps everybody and their mother out really I really do I, I it's an unpopular I feel like opinion I don't like do Mr. Too. Saturday I really don't like him I'm not, yeah. I'm not a big fan after. Got a sour taste. For the last couple of weeks, I've just noticed that he's all talk and no game. Like, you're driving at Williams, for God's sake. Like, do you know what I mean? You, like, talk about, yeah. like, Haas. You talk about Mazepin and you talk about Mick Schumacher. You don't, I mean, I'm not a fan of Mazepin under principle. But, like, 
you don't see them like running their mouth about like you know whatever Mick could run his mouth about his big name and stuff he doesn't you have to have a little you need to keep your head down and just race sometimes yeah when they red flagged that race it was just just crazy you could see (sighs) Hamilton was just like so broken up about what had just happened yeah I mean I back to I guess this kind of circles back to that whole idea of maturity because like Russell is if not is he the youngest driver in Formula One right now? Who? Russell George Russell. He's young. I, I don't thought, know if he's I the youngest. I thought Lando was younger than him. Oh yeah, him. he is. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, you know, Russell is still pretty young. Like he does come off as mature in some aspects, but like he's still a young kid. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know what I mean? He's and a young maybe he's having like some you know young kid reactions but i mean it's hard to say because i can't you can't like you know you can't you have to be kind of aggressive and tenacious in formula one but like bro if you're like like if he was that if he if he felt like he really could have um you know, past Bottas there. He would have been able to. Get DRS on the guy yep. and do it another time when it's safer. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, how many laps did you have left? Like, it was half the race left. And the guy tries to, like, what do you... But that's what people were saying, is they're like, oh, Russell's out there trying to prove something. That's like, he's what got I'm something saying. to prove. That's but all I'm But it's like, saying. you're going to drive your car yourself out of a Mercedes seat. Okay, look at this. You see people... So, like, okay, when you can't pass somebody... You wait until the next lap, or you wait until the next turn, patience, or you wait until yeah. you have patience. Yeah, because that's how Lewis when, wins. Exactly, yeah. that's how he got from X to second. You know, yeah. so what he did is he passed Leclerc. Leclerc was had basically was acting as like a savior between Lewis and Norris, basically holding him off. Yeah, and then the only reason Norris didn't make it is because he was having he knew he was going to have tire problems. He wasn't yeah. managing his tires as well as he could have, and he knew he was going to have tire problems, but like lewis stayed on he knew when to pass he knew how to pass he knew yeah when to push it when not if he didn't have drs he tried again yeah you know you see this last even um max verstappen in the last race as he was trying to get a hold of hamilton he knows when to pull back and when to push forward and that's what you need to have as a good driver Again, it's you can't be a reactionary driver. You have to be a proactive driver. Yeah. I need to know that my end goal is getting first place, but I can't say that I'm going to get first place on this lap. That has to be my end goal. How yeah. am I going to get there? Yeah. I think that I think that makes sense for a lot of drivers, but when you're top 3, like when you're top 5, yeah, I get it. Then it's then it can be a different story unless, you know, unless unless you're Lewis Hamilton. He looks like Santa Claus. Yeah, man. Oh my god. Lawrence Stroll looking straight up like Santa Claus over like here. Like a ta- he's like, you <laughs> he's, know, he, he legit looks like looks, that guy from that commercial. He legit looks like he's about to like go start giving gifts to everybody Doesn't right he now. look like that Santa Claus, like that cool Santa Claus from that car commercial that you showed oh, me? Oh, the fashion Santa? Yeah, he looks like fashion <laughs> Santa, doesn't he? Yeah, fashion Santa decided to eat like a bunch of burgers pretty yeah. much you know and get a tan if fashion santa just sat on the couch you know <laughs> oh my god god yeah no he's straight up he turned so gray yeah he did he's not even gray he's like white, white. he's you know, white people now. go like yeah, straight up white is white now that's crazy man how do you go white so fast he wasn't white before i don't know i feel like that happens and to i don't people. think he was like dying yeah maybe it's like you hit a certain age and you go yeah straight up white but yeah 
if you look at though, like, so one interesting thing I wanted to bring up is like, okay, despite all the craziness that happens, despite the crashes and, you know, people slipping out and everything, because it was a wet race and there were a lot of drivers who went off of the dry line and just ended up spinning off the track. But despite all that, because if you look where everyone is sitting here is like a lot of them, like, like you have like Perez up there, you have signs up there, you have, you know, like the pretty much the usual suspects of the drivers who are doing really well, like Lando Norris, even Danny Ricardo was up there, like after they like, yeah. before everything happened, right? But um, a lot of these drivers are like, they're still doing like very, very well. Yeah. You know, like, like, as you'd expect, and I'm like a little surprised with quite honestly, with like the pace of like, even the Ferraris, like the Ferraris are fast They're back. this year. They're you back. Know? You got like Verstappen, Norris, Leclerc, Perez, Sainz, Ricardo. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was good. It was good. You know, like, um, that's, Alpha pre- that's pretty damn good, man. Yeah, Yuki Sonoda. No, yeah. Alpha itself, like Gasly's struggling a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but I mean, Yuki, the thing is, I want to just see Yuki in a race, like with no mm-hmm. issues. And just like, I just want to see him race. 10 he was 10 positions up and then just literally yeah spun out gone but see the thing is i i think i don't like i mean i can't entirely remember but i think they said he kind of drifted onto some wet yeah and then he was like (laughs) at least he stayed in the race longer than like latifi who like literally i don't even remember how many laps in just like put it in the wall yeah these damn canadians man Got a snide remark. That's such a typical American joke. Yeah, it's Canadians. Well, like, if we're not having a race in your home country, are we? Anyway, <laughs> back too close. Too close to I home. I know. Too, too soon. close to home. Too soon. <laughs> um, it's so sad. Turkey instead. Yeah. Istanbul. So, um, should we just jump into that then? I mean, that's basically all there is. Canada's done. Yeah. So um, it goes. It goes like. Actually, that's too soon to make that joke. What? Not gonna make what it. What joke? Just not gonna make it. What joke? It's in poor taste. <laughs> this is a family show. Oh jeez. <laughs> no, but it's like it's just it is what it is because of like COVID and everything. Like I wasn't surprised. I was honestly like waiting for Canada to get canceled. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. all it is. It's yeah. just there's nothing more to say about that. But what is interesting is the sprint qualifying oh yeah sprint quali- i'm not happy about it but how did we even yeah so sprint qualifying is what because i don't even fully understand do you want me it. to explain it to yeah, you yeah and then i'm probably gonna get it wrong but that's okay yeah so i have to close my eyes for this because this is how i think so what happens is you still have practice yeah. like one and then instead of saturday qualifying you have a sprint qualifying, okay? Yeah. So you do like you do a sprint qualifying, which is like a hundred kilometers race, right? Yes. So how do they determine where people get on the grid there? Oh, I forgot. I just literally looked this up. It's um, weird. It's essentially it's essentially a shorter race to determine the grid spots for the actual race, right? Yes. I th- huh? it's, it's 
It's so ridiculous, <laughs> but it's interesting because it's, I don't like it because I think it's I think it's literally just another sensationalized thing to like get fans and like again. That's what they said too. I don't like it, and like I don't think the drivers like it either. So they're gonna do it three times this year at three Grand Prix. I'm not a fan of it because I just think okay. So first of all, you have to start on soft. Okay, you have to start on soft tires. You still have to use two compounds during the race, but you have to start the um, sprint qualifying on um, soft tires. Yeah. Okay, and it's it just doesn't make sense to me because I well I think they said you can use whatever compound you want. I wait on, well, on sprint quality. No, no, on sprint quality you have to use soft. I thought, but then at the start of the race you can use whatever you want. And you, but you have to use two compounds, oh. and that's how it changes because usually during qualifying it's like during like this Q two you have to use whatever you use to get into that qualifying into you know you have to use that tire. That always still makes my mind blow a little bit. But I, do, I don't like I don't like that. I don't I, like that. It makes no. Why would you race to qualify for the the race? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like at least in quality, it's like it's just okay. The performance of the car will dictate where you line up on the grid you know like that makes sense like it's and it can be argued about how there's there was a argument for like a reverse grid i don't know if you heard yes, about I that yes i remember like, that i was just gonna say that that was something that was floated like i think many many years ago or whatever but when you're dealing with the thing with races is like shit happens during races yep people crash people slip people slide people bump you get damaged da, da, da. it's like it's, you know, like, I don't know if I like the fairness of it just because it can get a little messy. And it's like, I get it. Okay, you want to make it, like, entertaining to people. But it's like, I don't know, man. It, you never know, actually. You know what? We might see sprint quality and we might see, like, some unexpected people, um, some un unexpected drivers, like, make it make it up to the top. Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe George Russell played bumper cars with Lewis Hamilton. You Correct. know. <laughs> That would be not fun. You know? But no, okay, so wait, we need to read this because I, I I think that this makes more sense. So what happens to qualifying is that the one hour session split into three segments will be a part of the show still, but it will move to Friday, giving the first day of track action to some like type of event, whatever. The plan is to move the session later in the day to make it easier for fans who are working to watch the session. The tire rules will change for this session with only soft tires permitted. As a result, teams and drivers will be free to start Sunday's race on any compound rather than exactly what I said, okay. having to run the tire that they qualify on Q2. So practice is still going to be there. It's just two two different ones, each lasting an hour. So one will take place on fi Friday, um, and then they're figuring it out. So it's, But I just think that they're making this more confusing, and it's like, to be honest, if it isn't broke, do not fix it. You know what, though? We haven't seen... We've never seen Sprint Quali. So we can't knock it until we try it. So I'm I'm a little skeptical, but let's see how it goes. I think it, it has a potential to be entertaining. It has a potential to be chaotic. And, you know, maybe it does have the potential to be fair in certain circumstances. But let's just see how it goes. I'm curious to see... You know, because obviously this idea was pitch to the FIA and they're like yeah let's run with it so it was by maybe, the managing director like Braun or may, something maybe they maybe they see something there that's you know kind of promising it's their marketing pitch it's like their targeted audience like they're gonna roll so by the way um I also was just quickly speed reading that 
they're rolling it out at three Grand Prix, but we don't know which ones yet. They haven't announced them. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, we'll see. They could just scrap the whole thing too. They, they're I saying just, this. They're saying this right now. They could just like they introduced it with this random thing. It was going to be three. They can always reverse it back to normal qualifying. Do you remember we'll what I said? So we were trying to talk about this during the week, but I was getting very upset about it. Ooh, um, like I just feel like you just like what you said. So many things happen during races already, and it's like you're putting undue stress on an already like financially stressed grid. Like you're trying to save money, but like during a sprint qualifying, yeah, how aggressive are people going to be? Like they want to get to pole. They don't give a crap about who they're going to have to edge out. Of course, they're going to try to be like smart yeah. about it. Yeah. But like you're literally, you're literally asking these drivers to mimic a like a mini race, which they're not going to do. If I was a driver, I'm not going to risk smashing my car. Just to pass a guy to get one more spot up on the grid. I would rather take really? the risks. Yeah. I would rather take the risks in Let's the race. Let's see what happens. If it's going to mean one spot and you could like, you could damage your car and screw yourself out of the race the next day. Yeah. It's okay. I'll chill and yeah. I'll, I'll get that spot on the race. I'll yeah. get that Let's like on race day. Car. You know, so. I don't think the rest of these people feel that way. And on top of it, you get, um, you get world champion points. Yeah. So you get for Which qualifying in first, second, and but, third, you get but, three, two, one. But yeah, to to the point what I was making, they have to make it. They have to incentivize it. They can't just have these guys. Yeah, that's the Fall thing, out. right? That's what they're doing. Because like you can't have the mentality I was saying and just float around and be like, "Oh, I'll get it at the race." Because they're like, "Hey, you got these are points. You got points up for grabs too." That could be nine points you know? right now. One point separates. Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, and And, that could be a qualifying point. And, uh, you know, the Drivers' Championship could come down to, like, something just that close. Literally just mild points. But look at this, look at this, uh, look at the standing right now. Lap, like, 56. You got Verstappen, Norris, Leclerc, Hamilton, Hamilton. obviously. We know how the story ends. Signs for Cardo, you know? Gasly, Stroll, Gasly, you know? Like, I mean... It was a wet yeah. race, and we have to, like, take that into account. But, yo, the Ferraris are quick. They're killing it. The McLarens are quick. Honestly, you know? I, I feel like um, Stroll, I feel like we haven't seen enough of Stroll yet. And I really think the battle, I, I don't know what's going on with him. Red Bulls are quick. You know, Perez is having some issues here and there, yes. But he's fast, you yeah. know. Verstappen, clearly, obviously, he is fast, yeah. you know. So it's it's like shaping up to be I like I like this man Ferrari like kind of got their pace back, you know McLaren's doing something right, you know Red Bull's definitely obviously up there, uh, and Mercedes uh, has a bit of a fire under their butt this year. So I really like to see Red Bull and McLaren and Ferrari and Mercedes at the top of their game really pushing it. Yeah. Like it's just so nice to see that these aren't just like Mercedes picks you off and then Hamilton is running in free air by himself. Because yeah. that just got that gets real so old. old. Yeah. But and, and and this is my qualm with the FIA, okay, is that they make changes like they did and they're making changes towards um like not equalizing but making it a little bit more simple for budgeting across the board and it's going to take time for them to get there but like then they just throw in this like nonsense like sprint qualifying and awarding points and blah 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 it's like to be honest you don't really need all much like all that much incentive to watch f1 and i i i don't know if it's in the best interest of the drivers i need to figure out how they even set up the grid for 
the sprint qualifying because it's like yeah how does that make sense like how, like I don't know if I, I read something it. where it's like they have to do regular quality to qualify for sprint quality and then sprint quality qualifies them for the race like, is that what it was yeah I think you might be I, right. I I don't even really because it's like you have to fairly create the grid yeah for the sprint quality I have a feeling I think that was that I don't know entirely exactly what but like if you want to make it, if the whole point is to make F1 more interesting, just add more DRS zones, bro. Yeah, seriously, that's all you need. Just add more DRS add zones. Add more passing areas. Or say like, yeah, or, or if you want to, <laughs> it's like for the bottom, like, you know, five, for the bottom five drivers, you get DRS the whole race. <laughs> like, imagine that. Just unlimited <laughs> DRS. Straight up. How crazy would that be? Latifi would wall damn hamilton would probably like qualify 15 just so he could get drs the entire way He'd, like forget how to use a car that'd be hilarious but you, you I know seriously know this. like I don't that. mess with the quality because I, I think quality is really pretty like quality. good I unless really you want to like do it. like reverse grids and stuff like that or whatever. i still think that's it i feel like you should i think the qualifying that again if it ain't broke don't, don't fix, fix it, it. because yeah. the qualifying that they have right now is based on merit for the most part, yeah. Unless, like, of course, your session gets yellow, you know, flagged, and then you have to slow down at the third leg, and you know, you just get screwed over, which it does happen. But like, I just feel like the, you. This gives the um, the drivers, the mechanics, the teams, like they have a deadline. They have to have the car ready by this time. Yeah. Now, park for me is like all over the place. It goes up until Sunday, except for the suspension and the brakes. It's so confusing. You're complicating things in a sport where there's already so many rules, like yeah. with track limits. Like maybe we should freaking define track I, limits. Yeah. Uh, the, and the thing is, is like, because you and I, we love watching Quali. Yeah. Quali is so exciting because yeah. like you see these guys and you're like, you know, like they're driving and you're like, yo, is he, is he fast enough? Is he fast? And then like you see them shoot up the up the up the grid like on the you know on their times and whatnot but it's like i don't like i don't know if we're really gonna see that during sprint quality like it'll be exciting i suppose i mean we're gonna have to see but i mean i guess i guess maybe we're just you know as human beings we don't like change you know maybe it's just we're just like resisting it because it's different maybe maybe they'll do sprint quality and it'll be like the dopest thing we've ever seen. We don't know. I just know. know what I like. You know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. like cold brew on a Saturday morning. I know what yeah. I like. You know, again, if it ain't <laughs> broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And and I, I do feel that way. I like that practice is kind of chill and then quality gets you going and then it's race time on Sunday. Right now, I feel like the driver's going to do practice, then quality, then yeah. sprint quality, then race. And it's just a, it's just a mini race. And I really think it's eating a lot of resources. And But you know what? We'll see. When it first happens, like, I'll be the first one to say, oh, I was wrong. And excuse me, it was a lot better than it was or whatever. I just don't think I'm going to be there. Yeah. But I mean, you know, overall, like, I don't know. I'm Like, I still kind of hold the same thought I had that, like, I'm really impressed by McLaren Ferrari, um, AlphaTauri, obviously Red Bull, you know, all these guys are really quick. They show a lot of promise. I think, yeah. I think Imola, you kind of have to take with a grain of salt because it was a wet race. Yeah. Any, when it comes to wet races, anything can happen. I guess that's what makes them exciting. But 
you know, anybody, like, even Lewis Hamilton was off the track. Yeah. You know? He's like, like, he was so, like, pretentious about it. He was like, I rarely make mistakes, but... Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but you did make one. It does make sense, though. Like... Because it was a wet But he doesn't make mistakes. That's why he is the greatest, right? He's like the... Like, if you look at... If you look at, like, majority of people in sports who are the greatest, like Tiger Woods, Mm -hmm. I know you don't watch golf that much, but watching Tiger Woods play golf when he was in his prime, like, in the 2000s, was amazing. Like, he was, um, he was a flaw, he, and that's literally what it was, like, he, he did not make mistakes. But Como isn't reading the great equalizer. Look how amazing Max did. You have to also believe that a a component of it is luck, but a component of it is I don't think Max, I don't think Rain equalized Max. I think Max is just fast this year. I think he's giving Lewis a straight up run for his money this year. Um, It it wasn't, it's not, like, if you look at it right here, how we're seeing, like, where the grid is, where the grid is right now, um, you know, with with Hamilton in second, Norris, the Ferraris, you know, Ricardo, Stroll, Gasly, like, I think that's a pretty decent representation of how you know, everything is, is kind of shaping up. Like yeah. these guys are all quick. And I think on any given day, like the top eight could shift Yeah. to any one of them being like, they could all rotate, you know, for the most part, you know, obviously you have Verstappen and Hamilton, you're expecting to see those guys top three, top five, almost every race, but you, you never know, man. Why am I you not know, like surprised Leclerc? that wasn't in the top 10? Yeah. Not I surprised. Mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, you, I don't know what that was him, all right? about. Yeah. You forget about him. Yeah. I don't hate on the guy. I actually think Bottas is like, I have nothing wrong with him as a person or as a driver. I just don't, I just forget about him. Yeah. But it's great to see that interchangeability between Leclerc, Sainz, Ricardo, Gasly, Stroll, you know, yeah. it, it, and Hamilton and Norris, of course, and Verstappen. But it's nice to see that there are about eight to ten drivers that are truly interchangeable yeah. to a, to an extent, of course, and that they're all competing. Like, it was, I think one of my favorite parts of the last race was seeing Leclerc, Norris, and Hamilton fight for a second. Yeah, I, I really want to see Ricardo and Sainz get competitive. Yeah. That would be so interesting to me. I think the next race in Spain is going, or Portugal, excuse me, yeah. is going to show us where the cars are and where the drivers are at their development status. Yeah. You know, I expect to see Yuki Sonoda stay on the track. I expect to see Perez up in the top eight to 10. I expect to see him there. Yeah. I think we'll see him higher. I, I expect to see him. I think we'll see him like, uh, like above, above, uh, like eight. I think Perez has the potential to be top five. He yeah. just needs to, um, you know, this, I mean, Imola, he slipped off the track, you know, if he can keep it together, I think he can easily be top five. Yeah. Like easily top five. I, I, I can't argue with that. You know, um, but I guess to like kind of move things along, like that was the race itself. Um, the one big announcement that Formula One made is that they are going to Miami. Florida. Miami. Miami's just got that really cool, like, you know, like I've never, I mean, I went to Miami once as a kid, um, but it has a very like big, like sports exotic car culture there. Yeah. Like cars, there are sports cars, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, like exotic cars there are like a big thing. Like the car, car culture in Miami is huge. And it's just a very cool, like, cool vibe like very posh lavish yeah like young like you know city vibe you know and it's a really cool place to have a 
Formula One like seems like it fits there very well. Yeah. You know, so it's gonna be interesting to see um, F one there. We definitely need to go. Oh yeah, I've been to Miami. Year. That would be so. I went to Miami when I was in university. So sick. So much know? fun. Just to be in the city during an F one race would be so. That would nuts. be such an easy doable one. Yeah. I would love to say like Montreal or whatever. Yeah, we but could get down to Florida happening. like no problem. Florida is super easy. Yeah, we have a lot of friends down there too. Yeah, so that and then as we were saying. Um, Canada has been, I guess, canceled fully now. They're not going to take an F1 race there. I, I think it's, um, yeah, I think quite honestly, it's just because um, I know it. of, of the, you know, obviously the Canada has some of the strictest travel restrictions in the world when it comes to the pandemic. So I think for them just to get all of their personnel into Canada to... <laughs> Dude, don't don't be don't finger draw a tear down my face. That's so rude. Um, Stroll and Latifi were like, we felt bad for the fans. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, it's just ridiculous. We're not even gonna really get into that, but that country um restrictions are difficult. Yeah. That's okay. It's alright. Yeah. It's gonna be okay, maybe next year. Yeah, they need to figure out Or maybe twenty twenty four. They need to figure out their stuff yeah you know but i'm really excited for next week or for this weekend excuse me i'm so excited um i can't wait to watch the race i'm hoping i'm actually hoping for no rain i like rain like once in a blue moon but i don't like it obviously every race what is it the rain in spain is mostly in the plains it's like a whole like rhyme hi i'm teaching you something it's like the rain in spain Falls mainly in the plains. It's something. It's like a rhyme of something. Um, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. Like so, so I guess we have um, Portugal coming up on the weekend. Should be interesting. You got predictions? I have. I mean, I think it's so difficult to to do predictions. Not watching qualifying today. True. Um. So we are going to be watching qualifying as it happens but we're likely going to be on the road um so i don't really have qual i don't have qualification qualifications for qualifying um predictions that just seems like a really long sentence i i think that honestly it does matter and this is why i think that qualifying matters so much because it's i feel like it's an accurate representation of where the cars are at where the drivers are at like you know vettel wasn't doing the greatest during qualifying he didn't do the greatest during you know, the actual race itself. So I don't have any predictions. I I mean, I'm, I'll throw it out there, like, you know, Verstappen, Lando, signs. But, I mean, we don't know. I would love to see Hamilton not even finish in the top three. I think we're... <laughs> God, Hamilton, a hater over here. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see the usual suspects. Either... The thing I like about this year is, like, you kind of can't really... I mean, yeah, Verstappen, Hamilton, but the rest of it is really like up in the air you don't really know which makes things really really interesting so i get so nervous every single time because verstappen had such a horrible beginning to 2020 yeah he was like dnf and then it was just like such a mess so i always hold my breath because i really i really feel like he was out of the world championship early on because of how many dnfs he had and just the amount of terrible races he had and a lot of it had nothing to do with like his qualifications or like his driving it was just like car issues or whatever and so 
I just really want to see him do well because I feel like he's really put in the work and you want to see people who have put in the work do well, yeah. you know? Um, just like Hamilton did. He put in the work and he's done well. Yeah. Um, Hamilton has no desire to retire this year. He's, like, in it. Like, he, like, made a statement. Like, I was reading about it. We'll see. Yeah. We'll I'm, see I'm what interested. he does. His contract is up, but yeah, after this year, so we'll see what's up. Well, Toto wants him to sign in the summer. Yeah. Which is like coming up. That'll be interesting to see what happens. They there. don't want it like waving over their yeah. head. Like he signed what, like a week before um Bahrain? Yeah. That was dumb. I don't know how Total Wolf even allowed that. But he might uh, change his mind, like given if he feels like, you know, Verstappen is very competitive and he feels like he has some he has a legit, like actual legit challenge. I mean he's always had a challenge with him, but like if he's actually being very much pushed to yeah. his limits, he might want to spend a few more years in F1 and just really test himself. But, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. Should be a good race on yeah. the weekend. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. So, um, should we just wrap this up? I'm exhausted. I'm going to go to bed and eat. Yeah, man. Eat and then go to bed. You're going to go to eat and then go to bed and eat? <laughs> that's my. That's actually, like, like my dream come true. <laughs> it's like being asleep, but, like... Cereal. Yeah, all right. Do do what you gotta do, yo. Um, so this is episode three, the MLR recap. We will catch you guys on the next podcast. Make sure you subscribe here on YouTube. Um, subscribe on Spotify, and we're also on a few more other platforms that I can't remember. Google Podcast for sure. I know. Um, Anchor I FM. Don't, I don't even know what half we're of on this Spotify, stuff is. And then we are also on. Um, YouTube, you can subscribe to my channel or you can su- subscribe to the F1 My Life channel on YouTube, which I also created very quickly that Bria I don't think even knows about. I just sit um, here and talk. So I think I'm, uh, I'm going to start uploading like all the videos and clips there. Oh, nice. Um, so people can find us there. So make sure you subscribe and um, yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I don't know why I wave. Like, there's somebody there and it's like, because it's the video.